This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Working class on DeerCast. We're sitting here. You can, you can open your cold beverage. We're actually, if you want to know the truth, um, Lee somehow managed to be in the studio again. <laughs> like you're our most frequent guest of all time and so short out. But you're willing to help. Yep. And uh, you helped me hang some tree stands on a farm today. And we went and got lunch at the depot in New Windsor. Shout out to the depot. Great place. And they have $1 hams. On Wednesday that we're recording on, and Lee has never had a hams, so we figured we'd uh, give a, a tribute to the older generation that grew up drinking a cold hams in hunting camp, and I think that's what we're going to do. Have you, have you had a drink yet? Nope. All right, you got to give us a quick review on your hams. I think it's good. Not bad. I mean, it's a cold beer, right? Yeah. I'd say it's between a Miller Lite and a Bush Lite, flavor-wise. It leans more towards the Miller Lite, probably. Yeah. yeah. Well, cool, man. Well, hey, we we hung some stands this morning. Feel pretty good about them. I, I like I like the spots. I think they're I think so dynamite. Well, you and I got to talking kind of while uh, hanging stands, and we need we thought we'd talk about just generic, not generic, I guess maybe that's the term. Big buck stories, and then maybe a, a little bit of the ones that got away. Yep, which is always like a fun like wise tale, <laughs> but big big fish type stories. Yeah. <laughs> And you have probably one of the better ones. You were kind of telling me about this buck. I think you've like told me about this deer in the past, but it's one of those deer that nobody should talk about if it's current and like current day. Yes. Fair. Yeah, fair. It's one of those big ones that um, you don't hope gets away, but uh, got away from me. But break it down because you didn't have like history with this thing, really. <clears throat> no. So my full time job, I'm a feed salesman, um, and I was headed to visit a customer actually, and. I was driving down, not really an interstate, more a busy highway. I wouldn't mm. call it an interstate, but like a two um, lane. it was a four lane, but oh. um, 
and I'm driving by this CRP field and out in the CRP field, um, it's the middle of the rut. Let me preface it with that. It's yeah. November 16th. And I like, you know, like most of us, I pay more attention to fields during the rut than I do the road. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Ad- so out, admittedly, <laughs> yeah, out in the CRP field, I see this buck and I lock up my brakes, pull over to the side of the road. I keep my binos in my truck all the time, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually had my bow with me that day cause I was planning on going hunting that evening. Um, and this buck standing out there in the CRP field and I throw the binos up and I look at it. It's one of those, you look at it for, you couldn't really hear that, but <laughs> and, a, you, and you know, a split second. And it was like, well, that's a mondo. You know, yeah, yeah. Probably one of the bigger deer I've ever seen on the hoof. How um, far off like the road is he? Um, probably a hundred to 150 yards. Somewhere so in yeah. There. So you saw him with your bare naked eye. Yeah. I saw him Bedded. with my naked eye. Well, he was standing. Oh, I got you. By the time I got looped around, he and, pulled over to the side of the road. I watched him bed down by, um, it was in a big CRP field. Um, and there's like, it was overgrown. So there's like willow patches and stuff out there. Mm-hmm. And I watched him bed down right by this willow patch. <clears throat> and instantly I get on maps, you know, Yeah. and I start looking for the landowner. Well, the landowner was actually like from, it was a pair of brothers that owned it. One was like South Carolina and I can't remember the other state, but one was an Eastern state and one was a Southern state. Mm-hmm. And, um, so there's no, looked up, try to get the, try to find their phone number. Couldn't find their phone number. Um, and I noticed they owned a field across the gravel road and there was actually, um, an ag company was spreading fertilizer, dry fertilizer. Um, and I actually pulled into the field and stopped the spreader and he was like, what's, what's going on? You need help with anything? And I said, well, no, I just need to know who owns this ground or if you know the just guy that bothered this it. guy yeah. Yeah, working. Yeah. He, he was, the deer was that big. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was worth bothering yeah. the guy spreading fertilizer. Yeah. So I was like, I don't know if you know the landowners or if you know the guy that farms it. Um, but if you know where he lives, could I, you know, get that information from you? And he said, yeah, he just lives right around the corner. So I, I go to this guy's house and I knock on the door and I'm like, Hey, <laughs> just uh, bothering everybody, <laughs> just bothering everybody to try to get this deer killed. Yeah. Um, I knock on the door and I'm like, Hey, I know that you don't own the ground, but I see that you farm some ground that these guys, um, own, you know, can, can you give me their number? Or can you give me permission? And he said, well, I have sole permission on all their, you know, I, I lease yeah, all like their the ground. farm lease. A lot yep. of the farm leases come with a hunting unless it's stated, otherwise. unless it's stated otherwise. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but he's like, so technically I can give you permission. And he's like, what's going on? I said, well, there's this giant bedded out by the road. And he was like, he didn't know what a big deer was. Shout anything. out to you to, like, for being honest. Yeah. Um, it's the, honesty is the best policy, man. It is. It is. It definitely is. Yeah. But um, like, I think a lot of other people would have been like, no reason. I just want to know if I could hunt. Yeah. Or something, you know? Yeah. And I, I figured, you know, it was just going to be a one-time ordeal because it was the middle of the rut. He was with a doe. I figured he'd be there and that was it yeah um but he's like yeah that's fine go ahead you know um so i i'm in jeans what a gold mine you just found yes absolutely and it was a big deer obviously i never got to put a score to it but like what are we talking for the sake of the story now now that you got permission how big is this deer roughly i would have said ballpark him humbly ballpark him i would have said close to the 200 inch mark okay you know, from initially what I saw, I didn't spend a lot of time looking at him because I didn't want him to get buggy and take off. Right. Um, Just see he's big and then find out if you can get on him. Yeah. Yep. Very fair. And that, in my head, that's what I thought was he's, you know, when I put the binos up, I was like, that's a 200 incher. You mm-hmm. know? Um, 
couldn't see much detail, but just that he, his frame was giant. So get permission. Um, I'm in my cowboy boots, blue jeans, and I had a camo sweatshirt in my truck. And I threw the camo sweatshirt on, grabbed my bow. Um, there's like a, the property butts up to a river and there's like a, a levee that runs right along the river. <clears throat> so I get on the backside of the levee and take it all the way down. The wind was out of the Northwest. It was on the South side. Okay. The levee was on the South side of where the deer was bedded. So perfect. Yeah. Perfect setup for a spot and stock whitetail. You know, you don't, I don't remember what podcast it was, but. Well, it's said, just, you don't get opportunities. You often. don't, you don't hear spot and stock whitetail in Iowa stories very often. Yeah. Not unless you're like whitetail adrenaline or one of them. Guys, right. You know? Right. Yeah. But anyways, I get to where I'm on the downwind side of where I saw him last. And the CRP is like, oh, mid thigh high, mm -hmm. not quite waist high, but higher than your knee. Yeah. And I, he, so he's bedded by this willow patch and I crawl to where I'm probably 60 yards from the willow patch. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to sit down glass for a few minutes and see if I can pick up his tines in the, in the, uh, the CRP. And I sit there for probably five or 10 minutes and nothing. So I'm like, well, I, I've never, I've never, it was the first time I ever spot and stalked anything. So I really had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. Um, so I crawled another 20 yards and got to like 40 from the tree, the, um, willow patch that I saw embedded by. That's in there. Yeah. I mean, it's in, that's in range at this point. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to sit up again. And I sat just on my butt and I glassed nothing. Didn't see anything. And I'm like, at this point, I'm like, I would think the, the CRP is not that tall. I would think I'd see him. You yeah. Know? So I was like, might as well go closer and see if I can get on him. Mm -hmm. um, and I crawl to where I'm 22 yards from that willow patch. And I sit there and I sit down and he picks his head up and I can basically see from his. Like, did he hear you or is he just doing a normal thing? No, I think he was just picking his head up. He didn't hear me or nothing. Yeah. <clears throat> he. He sat up with his head, and I could see his beams and up. And at this point, I'm like, whoa, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> yeah, that you know? you're in the ball. You're like, you're in the, in his house right yeah, there. And, yeah, and, you know, I could actually see his antlers at that point. And it's like, okay, he is. Um, what you thought he was. Freaking Mondo, you yeah. know. Um, so, like I said, November 16th, he's locked down with a doe. He's bedded. I can, he, I can see, by the way, he pivots his head and all that, that he's bedded broadside to me mm -hmm. um and i'm at 22 yards you know i'm slam dunk range at this point yeah and i sit there for probably i don't know 10 minutes and i'm just like come on stand up like you got to yeah right, <laughs> i'm right. right here this is this close it's gonna work you've got to stand up for me it's gonna work and i was a little bit younger in my you know it was five years ago mm -hmm. um a little bit more impatient looking back now well, you know, <laughs> yeah. If I could change things, I, I'd have just sat there and waited until Wait for him to stand up naturally. Yep. So, but at the time, I get to my one knee because I'm thinking to myself, if he's bedded broadside, if I stand up, I can shoot him in his bed. Um, and <clears throat> so I I draw, and I stand up, and when I stand up, there is a buck like 150 inch ten bedded like five yards from me that was on that hot doe with him. And he looked up at me and big old snort and up stood every deer. There was the decent 10 pointer, the big one, a doe and six other small bucks all on this hot doe out in the middle of the CRP. And it was just, the doe stood up and she didn't know what happened. The buck stood up. And when he stood up, 
he pivoted facing away and stood there facing dead oh. away from me and i'm full draw at 22 yards and this is <clears throat> where my moral aptitude took over where you know do i take that shot up through him not knowing the area if he runs onto a neighbor's not being able to get permission and that's really not the most ethical thing right you're you're going you're going for a the hail mary hoping a prayer right you know because i figured well that's a once you know i'm, I'm never going to get hunt here again bloody bloody blah, blah, blah i didn't so i i he ended up spooking and running off um and they ran over to this patch and i ended up um there was like a finger of trees that came off of this tree patch and i ran over there and i actually sat there the rest of the night and almost the the 10 pointer and him um Every other buck except those two in the doe filtered back by me at one point. No kidding. Except for him. Yep. Dang. Yeah. So. What a story. Yeah. So you almost had. How big was Junk Brow? Junk Brow was two of four. So would this was this buck bigger? I don't. Uh, so oh, here's a continuation. After I sat the rest of that night, um, I snuck out, got to my truck, and being that it, you know, I got that close, I went back to the guy's house to thank him for letting me go, and, and I was like, you know, maybe he'll just say yeah go ahead and hunt just the rest hunt. of the time yeah because yeah. yeah. he told me that nobody hunts it so that's why he didn't care yeah so i asked him i was like well do you care if i like continue to hunt and try to kill him and he was like yeah i mean yeah i don't <laughs> nobody hunts it i don't care it's like i don't care why you're yeah. asking well you don't need to ask like that's crazy that's a gold mine yeah alone. yeah so i went and hung um two tree stands excuse me and two cameras um hunted there a couple more times waited till right before shotgun season to pull the cameras um and had daylight pictures of him a couple more times um Jeez. and actually uh one of the i've got a really cool set of pictures that um he was on a hot doe on november 26th or no 24th or 26th i can't remember i had pictures both of those days i can't remember which day it was but yeah um he's on a hot doe so chasing like, her. just like a week later pretty much 10 days yep yeah so he's on her, chasing her. She cuts off, and then he comes and poses right in front of the camera and just turns, gives you this angle, looks at the camera straight, mm. turns, gives you this angle. Um, Can we get those trucking pictures? Yeah, I'll send them to you. Like I said, it was five years ago. And Is I this hunted, buck alive or dead? I hunted the farm um, the next three years and never had another picture of him. Really? Yep. Was just a random rut situation? Well... Or did he get popped and just like a I think silent he got, killer? Yeah, I think he might have got shot that shotgun season. Um, oh. Because people walked through there. I mean, it was my, I was the sole permission on the farm, you know, yeah, for, yeah. That, for that year. But I had pictures of people shotgun season going through there. Yeah, you don't know who like. Yeah. And it was an area that I've never <clears throat> hunted before. You know, I didn't know any anything about the area. I just Yeah, no history, just and, a whim on a big buck. Yeah, It's a good story, man. That's a fun story. That's actually like a dream situation for the most part. It's like. You didn't have, like, you kind of went high risk. You didn't have to worry about, like, boogering up a piece or yeah, pressuring a piece. And it just, didn't matter. <laughs> you know, it's cool. It's like, oh, I can ask. What The worst I can say is no or shoot you when you come up and think you're some sort of trespasser. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I've never uh, I've never had a situation anywhere like that where I ran into a buck, like, on the side of the road or nothing like that. Yeah. See, I'm a, I'm a traveling salesman, so, <clears throat> I mean. You're driving a lot six hours a day you know five to six hours a day i'm behind the wheel um right and see you know i've had it too though i think i'd be like somebody probably hunts that especially in iowa yeah so when i first started my job i knocked on 55 doors my first year because i moved it was a new area that i'm not i wasn't from and i didn't have any permission and mm -hmm. um, i knocked on 55 doors that first year and that was my first year 
Um, and that was the only property that I got a yes on. Out of 55? Out of 55. The other 54 were, sorry, I hunt, or it's leased, or yeah. my kid hunts, or my cousin hunts, or whatever. But yeah, one out of 55. <laughs> wow. And I actually named that deer 55 for that reason. But, no kidding. Yeah. All right, that's pretty cool. That's cool. Uh, that's a cool, a cool statistic, because I, I knock on some doors, but mostly it's like, oh, that piece looks interesting, or it's like more convenient, or whatever. And then I'll make like phone calls from there, or you know, it doesn't ever hurt to just knock on a door, call a farmer. Like, yeah, um, I called a farmer two years ago. He just had one creek line, not you know, nothing crazy. Hey, uh, anybody hunt your creek line? Nope. Would you mind if I just put one stand down there? Like, you know, you won't even know I'm in there um, unless you see my stand or whatever. And that'll be fine. And like, it's like, wow, really? It was that easy. So it doesn't hurt to ask. And it all depends on where you're at, too. You know, where I, I want at, Illinois are tough. Yeah. And, and where I was at in Iowa was it was South Central Iowa where I was asking most. The hardest place farms. probably to the get. The hardest place to get permission. Do you think South Central Iowa has become more of the. Like, because always like Pike County, Illinois was like always the pocket. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, they're not far, but what do you think's more, what do you think's harder to get grounded now? Like Pike County, Illinois, or do you think like South Central Iowa? See, I, I don't know much about Illinois. Pike, Illinois in general, let alone Pike. I mean, I know that that was like part of the, what do you recall? Golden Triangle or yeah. whatever. I don't know if it's the same, if it's looked at as the Golden Triangle anymore. Yeah, I don't know. But I know it's, from experience, it's very difficult to get permission <laughs> in South Central Iowa. <laughs> well, I, th I think probably what might make Illinois a little harder is we allow non-residents to draw buck tags every year. Yep. So that makes it tough. You know, and we have good friends like Jeremy Beck. It's like, dude, I would not want to try and get ground in Illinois. It's just tough. Yeah. You know, you got to be willing to do things you're not normally willing to do. Um, and some other states, you know, right? But Indiana could be just as I just know Illinois as it's where we're, we're from. Yeah. But like Indiana could be tough. The same thing you can go buy anybody can go buy a buck tag. Mm -hmm. Ohio, I'm sure is the same way. I'm sure Kentucky's tough early season because everybody wants to go kill like a velvet buck. Kentucky and Tennessee. I don't know. Is that on your radar? Killing a velvet buck. I would like to kill one. Um, I've actually got one this year that the last picture I've had of him. It was like <laughs> four or five days ago, but he's still velvet up until this point, and we're it's weird. We're not far ten, from season. ten days away from season, so I'm kind of hoping he holds his velvet. But that'd be cool. If you're if you're gonna go kill a whitetail in velvet, what state would you try to go to? <clears throat> Probably North Dakota. I Same. I don't think I'd go east. Yeah, I mean Kentucky would be fun, but I don't know. I'm just something about North Dakota is somewhere I'd, I'd Eric, never. Think Eric has about. a permission piece in Kentucky that he go every year. What are we What are we doing sitting have, here? Have you ever heard about it? <laughs> I I think you talked about it on a podcast. Okay, that's the only time. Yeah. It's like, what, Eric? He's like, oh, yeah. She just doesn't talk about those things. It's like I, I think we're taking a September trip next year, right? We should. That'd be fun. I don't really have like a like that good of a, like, they got away story. Like, But, you know, it's like you, you think about, in hindsight, what you could have done differently. Yours would have been just like wait them out instead of trying to push it. Yep, sit there. You know, I had more of a season-long back and forth of the good buck. That I ended up finding dead, I, I believe, from EHD. I'm not 100% sure, but that's where I'm leaning. That's what makes the most sense. And I, I don't know. I don't feel like – I don't know what I could have done differently. It just was kind of like the cat and mouse. Yeah, you were close on him a couple times. Several right? times. Several times. But it's – uh, you're kind of playing the odds, right? You're just – you know, it's a wild animal. You sit there. It's the good spot for that wind. You think it's good, and I would see him, but it would just be like – 
I sit in one spot, I go to a different spot, he does something different. He was one of those deer that was on every trail camera. Yep. All the time. And so I even like took notes. Okay, he's here, 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 and here. Here's the winds. And I look at it and I'm like It didn't make sense why he was doing it. He was no, just it's doing like, it. oh. He just does whatever he wants. Yeah. So what do you do? Until you know more, you can't do more. So uh, that's the one that got away. I found him dead, but at least I found him. Yep. Got the salvage tag, did all that deal, you know, of course. And Yep. I don't know. That's the one that got away. There's several that get away, you know, but like yeah. that's one of the ones you remember. You're so the close. The one that hurts and stings. The one that hurts. One of the bigger deer yep. I've ever chased. Just like that would be one of your bigger deer you've ever chased. That's what makes it memorable. That's why it's hunting. <laughs> that's why it's hunting, man. But that's what makes it fun. That's why when it happens, it feels so damn good, you know? Yep. <sighs> The moment, the moment of truth where you actually get to squeeze the trigger on whatever weapon you're using is, yeah. to me, that's, I don't want to say the least fun part, but <clears throat> I, I enjoy the process and the chase almost more than the actual moment of harvest. I agree with that. But I, I think that that doesn't, you don't realize how fun it is. I mean, it's fun in the moment, but you don't realize how fun it is until you get to experience the moment of the shot. Yep. Because then you get your closure, and then the story comes together, and then, but it's still fun. Oh, absolutely! Like chasing elk, I didn't kill one with my bow, right? But man, it was awesome. But if I would have killed one, it would have been an even better, uh, right? Ampl- amplified story. I don't know. Yeah, that's well, up for debate. And my my the one that got away story I just told it would have been a lot cooler had a he not gotten away. <laughs> it would have been way cooler. Yeah. But too is like I think, uh, and this will change as I get older. I'm sure. But I just still really like shooting deer and animals. Like that's why I liked Africa so much. Yeah, you get to see, you see a lot of animals. You get to shoot a lot of animals. I like shooting deer. I think it's really fun. Like the process, and I'm not sugarcoating this. And I think some people like dance around this. I think killing deer is fun. Yeah, like I like shooting them. I think watching a fletching disappear in their body cavity is really fun. Yeah, see, I'm I'm not really that way. I mean, I think it's really fun. But yeah, I am yeah. not. I don't kill a lot of deer every year. I'm, I I have to. I'm I one just of those love people. Um, I don't say I have to. I don't have right, to. Right. I just enjoy it a right. lot. I'm one of those people that I might get one arrow off a year, and that's it. See, do you shoot does? Not really. See, I love shooting does. I don't really shoot does. The county that I I hunt in, um, I actually got a doe tag this year because I logged on on mid in on mid at midnight. Yeah. And got a doe tag for that county. Um, I mean, when I was first starting bow hunting, I would shoot a few does just for the practice. Yeah. Um, But I don't, you know, I hunt. When I go to hunt, it's for the big deer, and I more or less don't want to. I get it, and I respect it. I get it, and I respect it. But. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I always get a doe tag every year for the one that stands there at 20 yards and snorts. Don't get me wrong. I I think it's fun to go in. Like, if I see a doe tonight, I'm putting meat on the table. Yep. I enjoy shooting the deer, and I think that process is fun. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, like, I plan on doing it as fast as I can this year. Like, if I go out opening day, I don't know if I'm going to be able to or not. If I get a shot at a doe, I'm going to shoot a doe. Yeah. Like, I just think it's a good time. But I get it, too. Yeah. But... I don't know. Do you feel like people sugarcoat that whole kill harvest terminology? Absolutely. And and what way and from your perspective? Well, I think um, there are times where it needs to be sugarcoated. Um, and there Agreed. are times, you know, amongst us, saying you killed the deer is not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but you almost borderline have to be a little bit politically correct, more or less, when you're talking to somebody that you're trying to get into hunting or an anti-hunter. Um, yeah, yeah. To, to to present the hunting community the best that you can. Agreed. You know, like so, I said, so I, let me ask you this now. Now saying that you're um, you're out to eat and like say someone that doesn't hunt and you're t- they're they're asking you about a hunt. Tell me about this buck mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, are you like, yeah, when I harvested it, are you like, yeah, I killed this buck? Did you say, oh, yeah, what'd you get this year? Oh, I, that's a better question. You're out to eat with someone that doesn't hunt, and they're like, hey, what'd you catch this year? Or whatever, however I they... shot. Oh, I shot a good buck. I shot or, a good buck. Yep. That's okay. I, I probably say that more than I say kill. Yep. But I guess... I bet you it's 50-50 for me. Really? Oh, I killed a pretty good buck this year. See, and I will say that amongst my hunting friends or the hunting community. Yeah. But I don't I don't go as far to say, I harvested this. Harvested? <laughs> Look at the camera. I'm it's not like, wearing, wait. I'm not in a suit, you know. I harvested this buck on November or whatever. Yeah, you harvest vegetables. Yeah. You know, I say shot because I think Shot's it's, fair. I think it's a little bit, and, and even those anti-hunters, they understand that you're shooting them, you know? Yeah. That's that's the terminology I use. I don't use harvest. I use shot. I have to pay attention to what I say because what sounds it depends on how you say it too. So I'm like, oh yeah, I killed. It. If I say oh, I killed a pretty good buck, it's kind of fast and natural. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. I shot a pretty good buck. Killed a pretty good buck. Yeah. It's, I think that's in the same category, right? Yeah. And any of like harshness. I said, anybody who understands hunting, I I say killed because I think it's just that next little level. I mean, it's we should take a poll to see. What people what people use. say, yeah, because I don't. I'll tell you this: like I get the harvest thing in the right time, it's right. But sometimes I'm like, come on, it's yeah, cor- it's corny. Yeah, just and say, just say what you did. A lot of times, like on my social media posts, I w- I'll say harvest just because. Such a nerd. I know, <laughs> but there, you know, um, I gotta go I back we, and look at my Facebook. We talked about it on the Tracy. Breen podcast that you just had yeah um about social media and that kind of stuff and i just try to stay as polite politically correct whatever you want to say that's fair that's fair Um, it's a safe way to play it anybody can realistic you know realistically share my facebook post and um yeah, yeah, you got me wondering now. Now I'm gonna have I'm, to. Look I gotta back. go back and look. I say that and now. All mine are gonna say, "Oh, I killed or shot this <laughs> buck." Yeah, you know what? Like some of these, like I'm just looking at the my most recent one was like my Gims buck. Mm-hmm. I don't say anything about the shot or harvest. I just say like this one. I'm beyond thankful for these experiences. A lot of mine are worded that way too, where I don't even talk about the actual killing or shooting of it. It's yeah, I finally caught up with. Oh, or, right here on my sable. I was lucky enough to get a 15-yard shot on this giant sable. Yep. So I'm not... I guess I... Uh, now you got me wondering. I'm going to have to look. <laughs> yeah, because you, it's so second nature to us. You forget how you... How you talk. How you talk. Yep. Because it's like... I, I feel like we're so in the culture of hunting. Like, I don't even say... I don't even allude to a shot or a kill or a harvest in the water buck photo. Mm-hmm. Now, if I go... If I go back... and Here's my mountain lion. I don't think I say anything about it. So maybe that's just the, uh, maybe that's the way to do it online. Don't allude to it. If there's a photo of the animal, they know you killed it. Right. Clearly. 
Yeah, now you got me curious. I'm gonna look at it's interesting conversation, right? Let's go. Um, let me pull up a. Let's just let's see, let's just see what other people do, and this is just quick off the cuff conversation. Let's go. We'll go to the Jury Outdoors Facebook page. Shout out to Jury Outdoors. <laughs> and Deercast. Um, see, you know, like they're they're showing some of these a day ago. Seven-year-old and a perfect 10 ring. Um, Brandon Jennings kid. Yeah, they don't even allude to it. And that, I think that's probably the way to do it. Yeah, and I think probably more people are that way than you would think. They don't even talk to... The aspect of I killed him or I shot him, if but, I, but I, I chased guess with, him with a photo. It's different though, right? Because obviously it's dead. So here in my junk brow post, I said I'm speechless. As a deer hunter, you grow up dreaming of an opportunity to hunt a deer of this caliber, let alone actually harvest one. What so. a nerd you are! <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair, right? And to be honest with you, on this, with when the, I, the photo, when the photo is with it it's different when i posted about junk brow i was <clears throat> i knew that he was big so i was super cautious because yeah. i didn't want all the crazy blowback so i i made sure i worded everything right you and got to I it's was, just i how, was more political because it's not like it was 160 inch deer you know right world class it, gets, style it deer. gets more attention with a deer like that than a well especially with like inch eric's giraffe y yes <laughs> you know i think specifically how we worded it was Eric murdered this giraffe. I'm kidding. <laughs> we, you know, we were very thought yeah. thought out on it. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's because uh, that's like CNN category type of animal. That's a little different than even uh, a 200 yeah. inch white tail. We nicknamed this giraffe Jeffrey, <laughs> and <laughs> Eric hit it with a subpar. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like no, we're it's very ethical and, and you know that's a that's a a chance for education. Yep. For a lot of people who aren't familiar with yep. it, you know, even hunters, yeah. you know, because that's so out of the box. From, <laughs> yeah, from what you normally a, a giraffe, see. a giraffe. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's a great conversation. Yeah, is it beat down? Is this beat down conversation a little bit? Maybe the angle. I think it's had a it. lot, but I think it's important. Mm -hmm. I'm, I don't know. I, I think education is our biggest advocate for what we do. One hundred percent. So I, I'm always. <clears throat> it, it's, be, it's the same you, in agriculture. One percent of all people in the agriculture industry or the hunting industry are what give the 99 percenters the bad name. Definitely. It's the 1% of people who don't do things right that more, I don't want to say ruin it, but, but give us a bad name. Yeah. So I think, and those speak louder. For so sure. You're right. Everything I can do to promote hunting as politically correct as I can, more or less, yeah, um, with still being true about it, I, I do because I think I get that the more of us ninety nine percent that speak louder and more proper, and the better the outlook is. The for better the community. outlook, and and I know I mean obviously you guys are rough cut raw. See, but we get a, we get so we get I don't know what the percentage breakdown would be, but that's like if we hear something negative about our crew, that's what it's about. Yeah, like you're drinking beer and cussing whatever, but right. I'm just doing what we all do. But there's nobody more. Eth yeah, we all do it. But, you yeah. know, as I've become closer friends with you guys, there's not a, a group of friends that I've had that's 
you know, all my friends that I've ever hung out with are ethical. They don't do any, you know, they don't poach. They don't do anything wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys are, I mean, as true to that as anybody, you know? Yeah. I'd say like, maybe if you don't know us, it's a misconception that we're reckless. Right. Like in decision making when it comes to hunting, I think not so reckless. Conversational wise, we care a lot less. Right. Because it's different. And you look like a felon. I look like I have a felony. <laughs> That's my favorite joke. I made that joke in Africa because they like they're like, "What's up with the tattoos?" I'm like, "I did some time." And then he's like, "I was like, I'm just kidding." And then, but that did, like my sarcasm didn't really like translate yeah. well over there. And I'm like, "Oh, this isn't this joke isn't going as planned." It's like I never went to jail for the record. Yeah, like I'm good, clean record. Yeah, can and can own and can shoot a firearm. Correct. Turns out. <laughs> So, oh, but it's funny. I said that he's like, "Oh, really? What'd you do time for?" And then I'm just like, no, "I'm kidding." Before this goes any further, <laughs> not a felon. But speaking of which, I think I'm going back with a rifle, my second ever rifle hunt to try and fill my elk tag. You got to, yeah. Especially with Wyoming changing that, um, I think they changed it to like less percentage of tags are delegated to out of state. Yeah, I've people. been seeing some of that. And I, I think I don't think it's for elk and deer. Okay, but with point creep, you know, there's point creep. If is realistically, real. you could because you drew with four, right? I think, and Austin had four and didn't draw four, four or five, right? Because I, I think Austin four had four was fifty fifty, five was a hundred percent. Okay, because I knew Austin had ah, four and didn't draw. Don't quote me on that. That might be wrong. Right, <clears throat> but you know, could be six time, years for a draw again. Right. By the time you get more points, it's six years you know and yeah you can't let a tag like that go go on unharvested and i was the same with mine when i killed my elk in wyoming i got no shame i shot mine with a rifle because i'm not <laughs> i'm not burning all that money to take a trip i'm actually looking forward to it i think you should shoot the cowboy gun i'm gonna try i'm gonna try to get a 30 30 trey's got a 30 30 he's like oh, i'll try and shoot one with that but i it's almost good for you to do a hunt like that every so often it's fun to change it up because it's been Four or five years since I shot a deer or an animal with a rifle. Yep. So that's like probably a good cycle to be on. Yeah. You know, keep you updated with it. And it's fun too. Yeah. It's different. Yep. Different than running an arrow through one. Yeah. So we'll see. Might get some crap for it, but that's okay. I don't really care. <laughs> yeah. You don't. You don't come off as the kind of person who cares what people think of you, Kurt. Why is that? <laughs> Just the way you talk and, oh. and you say it literally all oh. the time. Oh yeah, I, thought I don't were, care what people. You say mean my about neck me. tattoo, right? That's that's what you were saying yeah, without saying it. Yeah. <laughs> I see where you're going. <laughs> and Lee's in a cult. And he's over yeah. here giving me crap yeah, on my neck yeah, tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> I thought this conversation was fun. The one that got away. Harvest, kill, shoot. Conversation always good to have. Probably. Yeah. And uh, it's fun to have these relaxed, just kind of BS podcasts every once in a while. I like uh, the open minded to see where it goes because you always get into like those little tidbits that are like a, a good debatable rabbit trail type stuff. Rabbit trail. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Well, cool, man. Well, thanks. Where can people find you in your cult? <laughs> um, just so you guys know, I'm not in a cult. I'm not a cult leader. It's kind of a cult. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, Lee Her. I think on both of them, I don't really know what my. Or if you thought you liked Lee, just look at the other 40 podcasts we've done with him <laughs> in the last two months. Oh, I haven't been on that many. I did. This is my third DeerCast one. I've sat in on one WCB other than mine, I think. The Tracy Breen one that just is going to get posted here. Yeah, it'll be. Yeah. As in real time, like tomorrow. Yeah. Yep. But who knows when this one will get. 
Right. Posted. Yeah, 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 true. So podcast time podcast is land is different than real li- real land, you yeah. know. Not to be confused with Taylor land. <laughs> so <laughs> Is that stupid? <laughs> that was pretty corny. <laughs> okay. Well, a lot of things going on hey, here with our podcast. It's corn. All right, guys. We're getting out of here. This is getting out of hand. You know what to do. Go shoot a giant. Thanks for tuning in, watching, and listening. Later.